What's up, mortals? This is Awesome Myths and Monsters, here to learn you a thing or two. In this episode, I'll be telling a story from Japanese folklore. It's the story of the farmer and some sociopathic animals. This one begins with an old farmer and his wife, who made their home deep in the mountains, away from any town. Their only neighbor was a malicious badger. Of course, you move out into the middle of nowhere to get away from people, and your only neighbor is still awful. Every night, the badger would run into the farmer's field and mess with his vegetables and rice. He wasn't even hungry, he was just an asshole. This went on for a while, but the badger just kept getting worse and worse. Eventually, he spread so much destruction throughout the farm that the good-natured farmer was determined to stop it. The farmer had a simple but elegant plan. He would whack the badger with a big stick. So he sat and waited, day and night, for the animal to come wandering by, but it never happened. Eventually, the farmer decided to set traps that he went around checking every night. I don't know what kind of traps you're supposed to use to catch a badger, but the farmer dug a big hole because he's simple yet elegant. The, the hole works and the badger gets stuck, which seems sus since badgers are known for their digging ability. They live in holes. Holes are their jam. The farmer binds the badger with rope. Not sure how he managed to do that either. I get that this isn't like the honey badger that will fight anything and everything, just a little 30-pound ball of fury and hatred that fights off lions by attacking their nutsack. It's not that, but I imagine the badger still bites. Anyway, the farmer manages to get it bound with rope and carries it home. The old man hangs the badger upside down from the rafters and tells his wife to keep an eye on it while he's out working in the fields. The old farmer plans on cooking the badger for badger soup. He doesn't just kill the badger now and then go work in the fields because otherwise we wouldn't have a story. Badger's real stressed out. He doesn't want to be soup. Fair, most people don't want to be food, especially stupid food like soup. It's just a drink you eat with a spoon, which is just a little bowl on a stick they use to collect the soup from a bigger bowl in an unbearably tedious exercise that reminds us of the endless monotony of life. Point being, fuck soup. So the badger is hanging there all pathetic-like, worried about his future as dinner, and he spots the old woman pounding the barley, looking tired. He calls out to her and offers to do the work for her. The woman is at first skeptical because she's a fairly reasonable person. She doesn't want to free him because he, she thinks she'll just run off. After all this, the badger spends his... Like, after all, this badger spends his leisure time destroying everything her and her husband built, so she definitely shouldn't trust him. But then he promises he won't run off, so she immediately trusts him. She agrees to let him out on the condition that he finish the work quickly so she can tie him up again. He's swearing up and down that he won't run away. He promises. She unties him and gives him the pestle. To his word, the badger doesn't actually run away. Instead, he hits her over the head and knocks her out. And then, just for fun, he kills her and cooks her into soup. I really hope this wasn't a kid's story because it only gets worse from here. The farmer is out in the field doing his work, looking for, forward to his badger soup and living wife. As he approaches the home, the badger who can either shapeshift or wears the old woman's skin like some kind of nightmare puppet assumes the old woman's shape. If the badger can in fact shapeshift, I have to assume that he can only shapeshift into the farmer's wife because otherwise he definitely should have used this power to escape the hole or the rope. So unfortunately, I'm leaning towards skin suit. The farmer gets home and is greeted by the badger, disguised as his wife, who sets a nice dinner for him. He has no idea that the woman who looks exactly like his wife, standing in front of him, isn't actually his wife. Why would he be suspicious? 
Then the badger feeds the farmer his dead wife because he's an absolute psychopath. The farmer got Scott Tenormand. As the farmer eats, the badger transforms back into his badger shape and shouts, Ha 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 ha, you dirty wife eater, I left the bones in your kitchen. That will teach you for tying me up because I like to wreck your food supply, you idiot. And then he scurries away after committing murder and psychologically obliterating the farmer. Farmer's obviously broken, he's crying and wailing, just generally being tortured by existence. He ate his dead wife, it's understandable. Oh, also, a rabbit happens to live on the mountain too, and is the third neighbor. He's not introduced until this part of the story, because he wasn't needed yet, and that's just good writing. Especially the part where it goes back on saying that the farmer's only neighbor was a mean badger. That was just patently false, because there's also a rabbit. So this rabbit hears the farmer crying. The rabbit, who also lives on the mountain, even though the beginning said otherwise. The rabbit goes to the farmer and asks what's wrong. The farmer explains the situation to the rabbit, who gets pissed off at the badger. And I could say that it's his extreme sense of justice that leads the rabbit to seek vengeance on the badger, but he goes about it with such a glee and enthusiasm that it makes him seem just as screwed up as the badger. The rabbit comes up with his super death murder plan and then goes looking for the badger. The badger has been hiding in his hole ever since he left the farm for fear of the farmer's revenge, which seems awfully tame for someone that just murdered a woman and then fed her corpse to her husband. Again, I really hope this wasn't a kid's story. Rabbit goes to the hole and calls out, Badger, why are you hiding on such a beautiful day? Come with me up the mountain and we'll cut grass together, because that is a normal thing you do with friends. The badger is all too eager to get out of Dodge for a while. They go miles away from their home, collect grass for the winter. After a day of harvesting, they bundle the, gla- the grass and sling it over their backs. As the two are walking home, the rabbit insists the badger go first because the rabbit is a real gentleman. Just kidding, it's because he plans to light the badger on fire. The rabbit takes out flint and steel and strikes the two together over the badger's back to set his bundle on fire. The badger hears the noise of the flint and steel cracking together and wonders what that sound was. The rabbit slyly explains that he just said the words crack crack out loud. And the badger is like, "Mm, but why? The rabbit then comes up with another brilliant on-the-spot reason. He tells the badger that the name of the mountain they're crossing is the Crackling Mountains, so he likes to say crack crack out loud as he's crossing them because... The badger asks if he should join in saying crack crack, and the rabbit is like, no, I already did it, it's my thing, don't worry about it, let's just move on. A little time passes and the fire on the badger's back has grown. Now the badger can hear the fire crackling, burning the grass. He asks the rabbit what that noise is, The rabbit, thinking on his feet, comes up with yet another clever ruse. Oh, well, this mountain is known as the Burning Mountain, said the rabbit. Oh, so you're making the burning noises? What? No, why would I make those noises? Well, on the Crackling Mountain, you made the crackling noise. Yeah, but this is the Burning Mountain. It makes its own noise. A crackling noise. Exactly. So you're telling me that the Burning Mountain crackles, but the Crackling Mountain doesn't. So why not call this one the Crackling Mountain and name that one something else? Like the definitely doesn't crackle mountain. The rabbit's like, no, 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 no. This is the Burning Mountain. And the badger's like, dude, right? But like the names are just kind of misleading. One mountain crackles and the other doesn't. I expect the mountain that crackles to be the Crackling Mountain. 
It's like if I never heard of superheroes and you told me that one superhero is blind and uses echolocation and another hero gets his rocks off by jumping off of buildings and punching the criminally insane and one is called Batman and the other is called Daredevil. I'm going to be real mad when I find out which is which, right? The rabbit's like, look, look you, you, this isn't that hard. You're just overthinking it. The crackling mountain doesn't crackle, which is why I say crack, crack when I cross it. Get it? I said crack, crack. And the badger's like, maybe you're just underthinking it. It doesn't make any sense. Imagine if someone named a beach 90 mile beach, but the beach was only 55 miles wrong. You'd think that person was an idiot. And the rabbit's like, well, at least I'm not on fire like an idiot. The badger wants to argue more, but at this point, he's entirely on fire. He's running around trying to put it out, and when he finally remembers to stop, drop, and roll, his back has lost all its fur and is covered in burns. Both animals make it back to the badger's home. The rabbit is like, wow, I can't imagine how this possibly could have happened. Badger offers, maybe that's why it's called the Burning Mountain, because things catch on fire. No, insists the rabbit, they call it that because of the crackling sound. The badger is in way too much pain to start the same argument again. He just wants to rest in his hole. Because badgers live in holes. They don't get trapped in them. The rabbit promises to go and get him some medicine for his burns. So the rabbit goes home and makes an ointment mostly out of spicy peppers, lemon juice, salt, and urine for good measure. Any amount of hot sauce in a tiniest cut burns like hell. So a tub of it slathered all over third degree burns. You might as well be in hell. The rabbit warns the badger that it might sting a little before condemning the badger to whole new levels of agony. Despite the fire and subsequent hot sauce pee bath, the badger manages to get better after a month. Rabbit sees that the badger is getting better and decides to work on a new super-killing murder plan. The rabbit is himself a sociopath and won't let up until the job is done. And again, that job is violent murder. He goes to the badger and congratulates him on his recovery. He then tells the badger that he's going fishing and wants to know if the badger would like to join him. After spending a month alone in his hole, the badger is more than willing to go fishing. Hell, after a year of this pandemic, I'm almost desperate enough to go fishing. Like, almost. It's a dumb hobby. You literally just sit there and wait for your chance to kill something. And even if you throw it back, then you just put a hole in something's mouth for no reason. It's a dumb hobby, and it's definitely not a sport. But the rabbit and the badger are excited to go fishing because they're both sociopaths who like to kill or torture other living things. Rabbit rushes home and builds two boats because that's a skill that he just happens to have. The whole time he's building, the rabbit is just thinking of his chance to kill the badger. He's really motivated by murder. The rabbit makes one boat out of wood and the other out of clay. The rabbit brings them to the lake where he meets up with the badger. The badger is an idiot who knows nothing of boats, so he doesn't see anything at all suspicious that his boat is made out of clay. I would be a little wary considering that the two boats are entirely different materials. It's like when you go to a friend's house and they have an off-brand video game controller that was like a little different, that they swore was fine, but it was actually just the worst. The two paddle out into the lake. The rabbit comes up with this idea that they should race so the two animals quickly paddle out to the middle of the lake because he doesn't want the badger to have be by the sides when his boat starts to melt. By this time, the badger's boat is starting to fall apart. Clay is turning soft. The badger is shouting for the rabbit for help, but instead of helping him, the rabbit decides to do a villain monologue and explain how this was his plan all along, and he's avenging the old woman's death, and he's happy that the badger is going to die. 
That last part seemed a little unnecessarily mean. The rabbit ends his speech by bonking the badger on the head with his oar and watching him drown, and is probably touching himself because he's really, really into murder. Then the rabbit goes back to the old farmer and tells him what happened. The farmer's all happy about it, and then the two decide to live together for some reason. It's like the Golden Girls, except one is a guy that ate his wife, and the other is a rabbit that's turned on by violence. So they're both such Sophias. That's it for the episode. Hope you enjoyed. New episodes every week, probably.